So we're going to talk about telehealth today and the great benefits it's, it's brought to the nursing profession or even just medical care in the past, what, 10 years now? And just to kind of give you a heads up, telehealth is not just, um, I guess just to simplify it, is basically Medicare, not Medicare, me, um, healthcare through the lens of basically the internet. So uh, to give you some examples, in outside the hospital, like in California, you can actually call your doctor via a telehealth system and they can call you, FaceTime you, look at you and decide whether you need to go to the hospital, um, give you some some um, some options on what to do. You can even telehealth the nurse. They can triage you off your phone through FaceTime. And this has only been created through the advancement of technology. So uh, this is all due to outside of the hospital, due to smartphones because of the easy access back and forth that you can have via the phone, but in hospitals, we actually use monitors in the same way that we use a smartphone. There's monitors hooked up to patient rooms or in, to a cart, and via Wi-Fi, uh, physicians can zoom in like a Zoom call or like a FaceTime, and they can assess the patient, assess the situation, write orders, look at what's going on, all at the comfort of their own home. And I know some people are totally against health, uh, telehealth, especially the older generation, because um, it's a big stink that you know they're, they're not there to touch the patients, which can be an issue if they need to tr truly assess. Um, and, and yeah, those arguments are well accounted for, and we, we definitely listen to those. However, the benefits are absolutely amazing, and you cannot deny the fact that telehealth has made medicine a lot more efficient a lot more um, faster and it's just it's just one of the best things that has happened the past five or ten years Rebecca's gonna touch on telehealth and how we used it when it first started back in the ICU at this big hospital in Clearwater Florida that we used to work at well I still work there but the telehealth started maybe eight years ago when we um, implemented this plan. And um, like Aaron said, a lot of people didn't like it. They thought everyone's going to be able to, you know, camera in and see what brother. you're doing. They thought the big brother aspect, all that stuff. So I was actually at the meetings that when we were setting it all up for how our policies and procedures and, you know, protocols were going to be for it. So um, I felt more comfortable after doing that. What was the main goal of this telehealth so what it ended up being was um, they stationed a office that had cameras, the central hub, and it had two doctors there manning it with um, nurses and the nurse practitioners and they would camera in and they did their rounds. They would have an assignment with units and they would do their rounds just like we would do our rounds. They just had multiple patients to view on a, on occasion as opposed to me who only had two. So they ended up, um, it was set up to where the nurses rounded on patients and they kind of monitored. We were all keyed up to the patient's vital signs in recent labs so they could be a second set of eyes basically for sepsis alerts or neuro changes or vital sign changes so they would come in camera in if there was something going on if they noticed patients tachycardic for a while or pressures are low and they would alarm on their end but you know we were usually on top of it too so we became a team we became a team it wasn't like they thought we were ignoring our patient and we needed their assistance and they were available to us so we ended up um, utilizing this pol this this um, system to kind of be a checks and balances 
And so the doctor, if we need to deem that the doctor needed to come in and see the patient, then they would. It actually um, was very helpful. Like I said in my last podcast, how sometimes we'd have doctors not call us back. This doctor was stationed at the facility at night to see the patient. It was real time and they could see what was going on. They could see we were in the room. They could see what we were doing. They could see the lethargy. They could see the craziness. You know, I don't know how many times it helped when patients were like DTing and they were like screaming and hollering and you know, you try to tell the doctor how crazy they are and they just, you can't explain it. They could actually visualize it and they're like, oh boy, we need to get this guy on a Prestidex strip right now. And you felt validated almost because it wasn't like you're making it up. And then also it was very nice because they could see that what you were talking about the patient's just not right it's not that that they're bad but they're just not right and they would get on the ball and they would start becoming problem solving and we could you know work together and it was really 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 beneficial for the patient on the long run in fact we counted on it we counted on them chiming in when a patient was admitted getting the orders that we needed right away and then having someone being able to check in. They did a real-time note, and it was very it was very good for our record of that not ignoring a patient going bad or mm-hmm. septic or something like that. Yeah, so a lot of, I remember a lot of times we would call them in the morning, or sometimes they call you if like the oxygen's low, and sometimes, you know, granted, the, okay, so just to back up a little bit, the telehealth um, was stationed just in the ICU. We just used it for ICU. It wasn't for the floors, so it was for high high acuity patients. So ICU, neuro ICU, and I, maybe CVICU. I'm not entirely sure. All the units. All the units. And these folks were hired actually from our own units because they were um, critically trained nurses and stationed at this building. Uh, I don't know, several miles away, and it was like a hub where they would just basically sit there and look at all these monitors. But there were so many. There were many cases where. Sometimes the oxygenation would go low, and it would, could be just a pulse ox issue. They would they would chime in. So it was an awesome, good set of eyes, just in case their oxygenation did get low. Because there were times that these patients were not oxygenating well, and they or caught they're it. Taking off their BiPAP, yeah. in another room. Yep, they taking off their BiPAP, and you're busy. And so the nurses on the telehealth nurses would call us if they, they they would chime in on the monitor and if we're not there they you know we can't hear it because these these doors are enclosed or they're enclosed rooms they would call our um unit and and talk to the secretary of the charge nurse and say hey check on this patient's room uh they're not doing good they're looking blue and so it was pretty cool because it was a good set of eyes and we cut a lot of things with them mm-hmm. yeah i mean it got a little annoying sometimes when they would say some they would say something to you and you're like you're on it you know you're you've been doing this or you've been charting this or whatever you just didn't need to call telehealth for everything i you know it got a little annoying because you're like i do know what i'm doing but it was very rare it was definitely more collaborative than you felt like someone was you know taking your job away but um was really it was really helpful too for um when you needed orders right away or you had um they started we got so big we started watching several other hospitals that weren't even part of our system so then you had two to three doctors you had nurse practitioners that could give you orders for like um a stool softener or patient needed pain and medicine for the night or you know you just had you just had these stupid little things that needed to be addressed that were really convenient and um it just made it just made life so much easier and you became 
accustomed to it and you and you um, relied on it and it was a really great way for some of the nurses who were burnt out at the bedside to stay in critical care but go to a um, facility where they just monitored the patients instead and they actually now have crit, uh, certification for telehealth and um, that's a whole new role for nurses. I was actually a part of the group that went to different hospitals to implement this. Um, so we started it at our hospital and then there were other hospitals that were going to initiate it. So they had me go to some of these hospitals with a group of us. It wasn't just me as super users to kind of be the liaison. And um, man, people hated this thing. They didn't want to talk to anybody. They didn't want to ask for help. And there were, and it was interesting because there was an episode where there was a nurse there. She was getting flustered and I told, I was like, Hey, look, just hit the button, call them because clearly you're flustered unless we can get somebody in here and look at the patient immediately. And so she did. She seemed a little bit thankful afterwards, but you can tell like this new process, this new change is such a, such a big thing. There are a lot of obstacles too with this because you know, you have physicians and NPs working the night trying to help out in any way they can but you know you have physicians also that struggle with their egos so they don't want other physicians putting orders on their patients and the intensivists come in the morning they don't know exactly what's going on they didn't want to do something but so there are their benefits there are their obstacles that you had and there, there were many cases where the NPs or physicians at night would put in orders and we would be questioned during the day as why things happened. So, but those are things that are par for the course and it just, basically at the end of the day, we have to drop our ego, drop our insecurities and rely on the system and processes that we have in place. Yeah, uh, sometimes it actually was helpful when patients were admitted and they were alert and they just felt like they needed to talk to a doctor, like they wanted to leave AMA or whatever. The e-care doctor would come on or the telehealth doctor would come on and they'd, they'd talk to the patient, tell them what the plan was. You know, they could tell them, they could look at their labs or they can look at their scan real quick and give them a, a, a verbal consult almost and it really made the patients feel a lot better and the families too because the families could push the buttons if they wanted and it didn't always pr provide a doctor it provided a nurse but at least the, you know they felt heard so that was another um, side benefit to the hospital setting and that we're we're in a in a system for being what's the what's the word for patient pleasing and making it the best experience possible patient for them patient satisfaction thank you um and so that was a big satisfier for the patient and families and then also the telehealth is on a on a, a cart so it would be mobile and you could use it in the er you could use it for um our rapid responses you could use it for stroke alerts you could use it for um anything that you could bring the, the doctor to the room and they would help so like you could run a code with the doctor there you're all ACLS trained and they liked the doctor we usually had a resident but sometimes you know they weren't around and the code would be run by the doctor so it was really nice to have that um, resource there and then you have patients um, who let's see the strokes the strokes so at some facilities here in Florida, we use, we they subcontract stroke alerts uh, to a company called um, Telespecialist, and and other companies are also very similar to that. But whenever uh, patients come in with the stroke symptoms or inpatient wise they have stroke symptoms, there's um, there's a telehealth cart where a doctor or neurologist chimes in. And mind you, this this company can be used for stroke alerts. It can be used for neural consults, and it can also be used for stat. Uh, neural consoles, so somewhere in, in the middle. 
And it's really interesting because it's, um, again, physicians are going to argue, well, they need to be there. True. I mean, there, there is a certain aspect about touching patients, but at the same time, you can get a pretty good assessment via via the, the telehealth and the technology. So in these stroke alerts, these physicians are just there to make sure that um, we provide the best care if a patient is indeed having a stroke right in front of your eyes. So if a patient is having an ischemic stroke right in front of you, these physicians come in, they do an NIH scale, they assess them, and then they decide, okay, is this patient a candidate for a thrombolytic IV or not? And if they are not because of a bleed or whatever the case, they can be a liaison to you and another facility if in case there needs to be some type of transfer or whatnot. But it has improved dramatically um, uh, door to needle times for many hospitals, uh, which is good for patients because that helps them improve sooner than later. It helps prevent uh, death of tissue for stroke patients. It's just overall just so much better. And with these companies too, they, they actually aren't just there to assess patients or to um, react whenever things are happening. They actually offer other services like community um, education via the internet. So what ends up happening is some of these companies host webinars or seminars where you can have free CEUs based on the information and education they provide. They also have um, seminars for post-stroke patients who need somewhere that they can find information, more education. So it, it, they're really great companies and just an amazing overall technology. And you know, the, the, the past few years with the pandemic and how we've been doing virtual meetings, uh, basically the public has gotten so much more used to virtual meetings, discussing things virtually with people, discussing virtually with um, their doctors. And so in the long run, I think it's just been going, it's just going to help overall health of patients. And the, um, and we've been, we've increased our technology to keep it confidential, encrypted, things like aren't going to get out. It's very private. So you don't have to worry about that at all anymore. Um, except for piraters or something. But anyway, that's just that's just improved everyone's um, health in the whole country and the whole world, actually. So um, there's another caveat with the telehealth, and that's with, like, even Amazon started hiring nurses and doctors, and they can actually do the prescription and then send it to you via Amazon. So the technology for this kind of situation and assessment for patients is just going to continue to bloom. Time to clock out. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please hit the like button and subscribe. Stat. Follow us on Instagram. You can find us on Becoming a Better Nurse. Until next time.